guys, how's it going? Great me podcast. Yeah, this is episode 19 and it's with Nathan Brown. He has his own podcast based in Aberdeen. Um, it's called Mood Swings. He wants to address issues around mental health. Um, I was a previous guest on one of Nathan's episodes um, of his podcast, so it was really great him returning the favour and coming on Creative Me. Um, yeah, had a really good chat about his own mental health, um, celebrity culture and much more. I really enjoyed um, chatting with Nathan, it was very interesting. Also kind of had the opportunity to use the new mic that I purchased, so the sound kind of picks up uh, okay, I think it's better than the mics that I usually have, but yeah, I really enjoyed the chat, I hope you guys enjoy it too, and um, stay tuned for more episodes coming up of definitely um, interesting people based in the northeast of Scotland, so yeah, hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll catch up with you in episode 20, alright, take care for now, bye. Yeah, so I know it's like my episode now, isn't it? Because we've done like the the share, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, um, this is gonna be episode. I think it's gonna be episode nineteen oh, of my yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not a further ahead as kind of where you've been that as well. You got like what forty? You're forty something just now. Yeah, it'll be forty nine next week. Okay, okay. Well, sorry, now I'm just chatting away with Nathan here, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Nathan's podcast is Mood Swings. I was on episode 40, 41, I think it was. I'm glad you remember because there's no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what, episode anyone's on ever. Right. Yeah, no, um, yeah, because I think we kind of covered a lot of stuff during like the episode I was on. Like, and I think there's probably like, mental health, social work, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I can't remember if we spoke on mic um, about. I think maybe we did it off mic about how you, your podcast kind of got started. I don't know how you did we put it on mic or not or maybe the off I can't remember. I can't we, can, we could do it for again anyway, like so yeah, yeah. how did like your podcast how did that the idea for that come about? So the podcast. Yeah. So I did a blog which was called Mood Swings as well, that yeah. was just um it was a throwback to a thing I did a couple of years ago where I wrote it was two thousand fourteen I wrote three hundred and sixty five words every day for the whole year and just put them online as a blog. Right. And during that time I wrote an article about mental health mm-hmm. Um, and people responded to it a lot more than a lot of the other articles got okay. responses so yeah. I just knew it was a thing that people were interested in yeah. and it was certainly something I was interested in writing about so mm-hmm. um, a couple of years later I things had changed my, mo- my own mental health I can go into that later if you want but um, mm-hmm. I just felt like I wanted to write something else to yeah. sort of talk about where I was now and I tried to write another sort of long form article essays type thing but it just didn't really work I just couldn't get it out uh, so I thought about doing the idea for doing a similar idea. I was going to write 28 words about my mental health every yeah. day in February for the whole month, just sort of repeat what I'd done in a mini form. And I did that, and like, um, it just sort of I didn't. I wouldn't say it took off, but people responded to it yeah. much in the same way. And um, during that month, I was able to do like a run of T-shirts for charity, like uh, with a design my friend Abby McCaffrey had done. Um, we printed that those and sold 50 t-shirts and donated the money to Anxiety UK and they sold out like pretty much straight away mm-hmm. so I just knew like from that that I was onto something you know that people yeah. were invested in because they were willing to invest money 
even though it's for charity yeah. and they're investing their time in it so I didn't really want to stop it after 28 days really yeah. um, so at the time I was listening to like the likes of Scooby Strips podcast mm-hmm. and Adam Boxing and all these ones yeah. I really just loving podcasts mm-hmm. and I thought it doesn't seem that hard to do and there was a it all seems kind of freakishly like a family place uh, a girl called Helena who's been on Moose Wings now and um, she does a podcast called Podcart in Glasgow right. it's a new music podcast and um, which I'll, I also listened to and that was one of the first ones I really got into because she did a whole run of them with artists from Glasgow and stuff and uh, she was running a workshop in Glasgow um, about starting a podcast right. so I just went to that saw it like worked out it was doable and yeah. it was and then just went for it yeah because one thing that actually when I before I started my podcast I was thinking like I thought like naively like there was somewhere in Scotland or Aberdeen even the college that did like an audio kind of workshop for us I was yeah. like doing podcasts and I think that's kind of like fortunate then because you found somewhere just by chance yeah, it was like just next like a year yeah. uh, I turned up fucking I think it was 15 quid I turned yeah. up super hungover <laughs> uh, it was early in the morning yeah and I just sat there and just like listened to everyone and then yeah it was really good there was mm-hmm. a lot of like sort of different people there wanted to start all sorts of different podcasts oh okay cool. right uh, it wasn't a workshop in such as that we had to do anything there wasn't any exercises or anything which was good for me because I've like, just like taking in all the information yeah, taking just, notes it was just like a presentation and yeah. just like a Q&A and then right. like quite an in-depth presentation yeah. not like just like a powerpoint or something oh, okay. you know, it, was really, it was really good I really enjoyed yeah. it but um, yeah. it was just sort of like the last sort of nod towards me that just said you can you, you can, can do, do it, it. Yeah. yeah it's easy right. cool. and then I just bought a mic much like you've just yeah. got here and yeah. just like well you know Adam cause yeah. I was like I've got this idea to do this thing like come around mm-hmm. and a car or something and and if it doesn't fucking work then I can just sell the microphone back to someone else we'd never have to speak about it again yeah. but we did it and uh, we put it online and yeah people seem to like it and then mm-hmm. I started off like I'm quite lucky that I've got a lot of friends that are in bands and mm-hmm. then uh, I don't know if the word's lucky, but I'm quite in a position where I've got a lot of friends I don't yeah. have sort of mental health stuff. So right. there was a lot of people I knew I could speak to, yeah. you know, that were only like a couple of text messages away. So yeah. I had that sort of basis to start me off and then. Mm. I think that's the thing, because like, I think like um, from listening to like previous episodes of your podcast, it's kind of like, not surprising, but it's actually in a way like refreshing to see that a lot of people male, female and people all different kind of career paths like different kind of strains and stuff what they're doing in their lives personally and like you know and like that they they're affected by a, a kind of mental health kind of condition or there was like um, anxiety or like yeah. you know depression and stuff so like how does that kind of come about when you're approaching someone and you're saying look I want to interview you and discuss this and this is what my podcast is about. Have you had any kind of knockbacks? Has anyone been like, yeah. oh, actually, no, like... Um, yeah, I've had a couple of knockbacks. I won't um, name anyone because yeah. I think that's fair, but... Yeah. Uh, and all the knockbacks have been something I've taken totally on board. Like, yeah. not everyone wants to speak about that on mic, and I yeah. totally respect that. I yeah. totally appreciate that, and that's yeah. absolutely fine. Uh, and I'm in a position myself where if I say something on mic, I don't want anyone to go out. Yeah. I can delete that. And I like to put everyone else I interview in that position. Mm-hmm. I always say, if there's nothing you want to take out, yeah. you can take it out. Uh, but there's some people don't want to talk about it at all which mm-hmm. is totally fine so yeah I've had knockbacks but um, in terms of asking people <laughs> I don't know sometimes I ask people that I don't even know if they've got anything okay um, and it's just coming on for this, this yeah, chat yeah, yeah. So, like James from the Twilight Sad mm-hmm. like I mean I've listened to Twilight Sad's music and it is dark as yeah. dark can you swear on yeah yeah everyone checks the music I've got to tell you 
yeah, dark as fuck. Yeah. So I was gonna say, and uh, so I knew like I mean there's probably something ticking away over there, but I didn't know, you know what I mean? And then I had to sort of ask him, like, oh, can we be able to speak about that? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And like, what was I gonna fucking say? Like, if he'd said, no, I don't have any mental health issues, I'm not gonna yeah. fucking knock him back. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the most downloads we ever had was when he won. And then like, like so when you do like, I don't know, like Russell Anderson from from Aberdeen stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just don't know. But like, yeah. when you present opportunity like that comes at you, you just mm-hmm. sort of like, I think everyone's gonna have gone some, through some sort of stress or some, yeah. some yeah, sort yeah, of like. Yeah. Difficult time, and that is mental health essentially. Yeah. Whether or not you've got a, con- a condition that's diagnosable mm-hmm. and is something you need to go on medication or go to therapy for, is really irrelevant. It's all about, for me, all about covering all bases. Yeah. So covering from people that have been, you know, suicidal and really heavily depressed yeah. to people that are just that are everyday people that have had periods where it's been really tough or yeah. they've been under a lot of pressure and mm-hmm. struggled to cope with that. It's all relevant because people go through things at all yeah. levels like yeah. it's not just about people that are really, really struggling that is important to cover but it's not to ignore mm-hmm. smaller yeah no so let's see I don't like using the word smaller it's not to rule out other people's experiences that maybe aren't that yeah. uh, bleak for lack of a better yeah. so have you kind of like found the kind of process of doing the mood uh, mood swings and podcasts a bit of that kind of like a therapeutic view almost and that kind of thing like it's good for you is um, it in terms of like your mental health as well yeah, I think the thing I get from it is that um, there's things about my own mental health that I would struggle to speak to people about mm-hmm. without being prompted, and obviously no one's ever going to prompt you because they don't know what's going on in your head, yeah. but with doing mood swings, uh, I'll meet people and they'll say something, and sometimes it'll click, and it'll be something I would never have been able to tell somebody, and I'd be like, oh, okay, fuck, me too, like, yeah. uh, and it's just like, <laughs> it sounds like I've got all these dark secrets, <laughs> but it's yeah. just like... You know, little nuances or little like uh, things with like to do with shame or paranoia yeah. or like little things you've worried about and you would never want to tell anyone because yeah. they are ridiculous or they feel ridiculous. Yeah. And then you meet someone that you've never met before, mm. or someone that I've known for years but mm. not had that conversation yeah. with, and they'll say something like, "Fuck, that's funny. I thought that too." Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, I don't know if you're watching a football game, you're just like, "I've always thought he was pitching on his left foot." Like, Fuck, I've always thought he was left Yeah. Same as that. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. It's like yeah. I guess it's that kind of thing. I think even if like kind of like you know I think when you're kind of like younger and you've and I've seen people which I know now is like you know that um, initial like mental health or depression and anxiety and back then when you're younger being very naive and not having an understanding of it but yeah. the older you get and especially even in my kind of line of work as well mm-hmm. and you know, I think even on even the creative community here and previous guests come on the podcast and talk we've been open saying like you know they've had a bit of dark times and dark periods as well I think it's kind of like yeah getting to adult kind of bit you seem to be more kind of like understanding of that kind of stuff and I think definitely like we spoke about it, I think on the pod- or your podcast about um, how now with men and mental health how that seems to be a very kind of thing that's out there now more on like in, in, yeah. the, in like media that you know like, like we spoke about like, like Prince Harry and Prince and William kind of saying mm-hmm. their struggles with mental health and stuff like that so do you think like um, that's something that um, I, I guess like I don't know from the northeast, especially I don't know if your guests, your male guests and stuff. Is that something that comes out more freely? Do you think the, your guests are talking about mental health? Yeah, I think so. I think things are changing a lot in yeah. society in terms of how we talk about everything, not just mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot to do with things like Twitter yeah. and things like that, where people can just spout off any shit any time of day. Yeah, and I, I think that's good in a way because that is what's getting the conversation moving. Mm-hmm. I think as people are just 
putting more of themselves out there and with that comes everything so people learn I mean I think it goes down I think it goes in every walk of life now. you know what people are eating yeah yeah yeah. You, yeah. Know, you, know, you know what people are going to the gym you know yeah. what everyone is every fucking minute yeah. you can track down your pals if you were a serial killer it would be a fucking like, <laughs> like you'd be it'll have an absolute riveting time yeah. uh, and I think with that comes when you learn what people are thinking yeah. and that's the media just reflects what's going on in society mm-hmm. so like you know that's how I think it's become and I think it is important um, because it makes people feel less isolated yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. if you can go on and see like the other people are mm-hmm. feeling the same way or yeah. whatever it, it's going to help I don't think yeah. they were not going to help like, I know because like I was speaking I was, saying, I was in a podcast with um, Ray Gwynn Real Estate yeah, yesterday yeah. And we spoke about obviously he's a most producers like hip hop, R and B, and like grime, mm-hmm. and we did, we touched on Kanye West thing. And yeah, I don't know much about it. Maybe. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, I think for him, he did have, I think he did have like a mental breakdown. Must have been late last year, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and he seems to kind of be like this kind of spouting off stuff and being given that kind of platform. Also, you know, he's an adult and he can have that Twitter account and he can yeah. have all these kind of things. But it's also kind of like that kind of responsibility from actually those kind of like media places. I think he was on like. Um, TMZ in America and saying like slavery was a choice and stuff and you see him like he's ranting and you can look and you can say like ah uh, like that's he's not right you know yeah. there's something something's not quite right there and it's a shame I think like you know almost how people even like you know and they go through like a mental health um, problem how they can be exploited still, yeah well the media you know? don't care yeah yeah, the media, yeah individuals in the media care. yeah everyone's got a heart and everyone yeah. say it, but no one wants to step a bit like yeah. fucking stop it yeah you? yeah they want all the, they want uh, the ratings isn't it yeah. Like, yeah yeah on youtube and that's mm. because that's the way the world works yeah uh, amy whitehouse best example ever. Yeah, yeah yeah amy whitehouse absolutely destroyed by the media mm-hmm. fucking belittled called a junkie called yeah. an alcoholic yeah. All that shit. Amy Winehouse dies. Yeah. Amy Winehouse is a genius. She's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and it's fucking me. Yeah. It's honestly disgusting. Yeah. Um, and that's not down to an individual. Mm. It's down to it, yeah, it came it came in a bit of like a bit of and you know, I rate Amy Winehouse as one like so fucking talented it's yeah, a shame yeah. that you know she passed away. But I remember there was bits when like the like the press was just outside her house, which is mm-hmm. kind of getting to the point of just getting them making them cups of tea and shit like that, yeah. you know. And it's just like how you know, without that, my kind of thinking like all that pressure and that spotlight on her, you know, con- contributed oh, that additional yeah. kind of stuff like which she was going through, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's just like those kind of bits of the world thinking like, oh, it's a shame, you know. Like I just like like people like her or Kanye West incredibly creative and talented people yeah. but then it's almost kind of like oh there's a little bit of chink in the armour there and let's kind of like exploit that as much as we can yeah. as this is about kind of coverage and all the kind of that you get into the whole like, the mundaneness of it all mm-hmm. everything they do is like under the spotlight yeah. you know so it's, yeah I think we do live in that kind of strange world like you know through that social media bits and that um everything's up for criticism now well, you think with social media and stuff you'd be able to give people a bit of privacy because you think if yeah. there's anything they want to share they're yeah. going to share it yeah but it's almost the opposite like it's just that yeah I think that kind of thing yeah, but, yeah. More and more of them. yeah and so if you put yourself out there then you deserve to be criticised yeah. and stuff which is a shame I think there's that kind of double edged sword isn't it it's like yeah. getting that kind of thing a bit right um, one thing I want to speak to you about is just like um, you've had some very kind of interesting people on as well. Mm-hmm. People that obviously that people would know as well. Yeah. Um, how did that kind of? How did you? I spoke to you about as well. Like, how did you go about booking some of those people? Because you had Gail Porter on as well, and a guy from Arab Strap as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've been very lucky. Like, yeah. 
I've been I've ended up in situations where these things haven't become as difficult as oh, okay. they I met Gail in person, which I think always helps. Like, yeah. For meeting people, mm-hmm. just by chance, she was at a live podcast I was at in London. Yeah. I did five minutes on stage at the oh, podcast, yeah. so she saw me on stage. Mm-hmm. She was on stage. She was hungry afterwards for a yeah. drink, and I, I, I just went and spoke to her. Yeah. And I just said that I had this mental health podcast, mm-hmm. and like, if I could get in touch with her again, yeah. both have her on. Yeah. And nothing happened with it for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um. One day I was like. I think I did I think I messaged her on Instagram one yeah. or something and never got anything back like the message never got read or anything right. and then so I just sort of left it and then one day I think I googled to see if she had a website with yeah. a contact email she had a contact email I fired her off an email saying you know I'm Nathan I met you in London yeah. I don't know if you remember would you go for it and she fired me a message back like straight away being like, right. yeah cool this is my number and oh, give me a phone and I don't know about anyone else but I fucking hate phoning people especially when like it's like a high pressure situation like that yeah. so then I'm phoning this number and yeah. texting it being like ha- well not like obsessive but that sounds yeah. like I'm the fucking media <laughs> no, but, like, I called her a couple of times yeah. and then I sent a text message saying you know hi Gail this yeah. is Nathan sorry I'm not, I've tried you a couple of times not yeah. through give me a call back or text me when it's a good yeah. convenient time of call so I can make sure I get you mm-hmm. got a text back saying this is not Gail I think you've got the wrong number Aye. I was like fuck Aye. so I had to email Gail Porter back being like you fake numbered me like, <laughs> not knowing whether it was on purpose I knew it probably wasn't on purpose like it, why would she respond to email yeah. in the first place she yeah. said fake number me yeah. but uh, it was quite weird and then mm-hmm. she'd like she sent me back a real number she'd yeah. sent like one digit was a six instead of a oh, seven okay. and then yeah I, I rang her up and we just chatted on the phone Aye. for ten minutes and yeah. she was like just told the date I was going to be in London. Yeah. Um, she worked out. She got her daughter at weekends and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so worked around that. And yeah, um, yeah so she was quite approachable. Cool. Aidan Moffat was just annoying James from the toilet side until he finally asked Aidan Moffat to do it. Aye. And Aidan said he would do it. Aye. So Aye. Aye. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then when you're kind of describing that scenario with her like, phone number, I think I've probably been through that kind of bit as well. Like, when it's something that's really kind of important and you're yeah. kind of like, and you do kind of get that a bit, like, even for me, I do kind of overthink things a bit and being like, oh, shit, like, did that person mind me? You know, you kind of get a create that kind of narrative in your head. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah, it's not You know, real. about, like, oh, would that person mind me? Or what's the best time? I don't look like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, at a certain time and stuff. So I think, like, yeah, like, um, I thought it was really, like, cool that she was an approachable person. Yeah. I think this is the kind of thing if you kind of meet someone and then that kind of sphere of, like, celebrity... You do kind of have that. You do build that like assumption, or like you know, there's that perception there that oh, they might just go like, oh, fuck off, or like not even take you on. Yeah. So I think that sounds really kind of positive. Then you've had a good experience with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, booking someone like that. Yeah. You told to fuck off. Like you told to fuck off. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would never. I don't think I would ever be able to do it without. Yeah. A, I suppose uh, an agenda would be the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I could go to people and just be like, hi, I'm Nathan. Like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've fucked up and spoken to people, yeah. like, like gigs and stuff, or yeah. like they're in bands that I like, and I've done that. But if, I would find it very hard to go up and try and make friends or try and make yeah, yeah. a sort of connection mm-hmm. more than just can we get a photo from Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Or can I just say a quick hello? Like, yeah. I met um, Ollie Sykes. I don't know. Do you know the band Bring Me Horizon? No, no, no. So they're like a metal band. And I met the singer from that uh, a gig in Leeds, mm-hmm. the Streets gig in Leeds. Like, Insects or insecta are hexapod invertebrates and the largest group within the arthropod phylum. That's never, never happened before. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't even know could do that. Right. 
<laughs> Don't worry, I'll still leave it in the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> that's cool. I, I, I can get to one of the fucking Bluetooth mode earlier. I remember last time I was there with that the thing you were trying to get it set up, wasn't you? Um, After the music, yeah, yeah, yeah the thing. Yeah, yeah. So where was you again? Um, did you, you met someone? Oh yeah, the street skate. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt upset. Hello, mm-hmm. and I was like, it was almost weird that I didn't ask him to come on the podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, like, this is how things used to be before I had the podcast. Like, yeah. Just people won't say, "Hello, like, yeah. like your band, yeah. nice to meet you, yeah. have a good night, yeah. and fuck off." Now it's like, "Hello, like your band, nice to meet you. Um, do you have an email address? Like, yeah. podcast? Yeah. Uh, I'd really like to get you on. Are yeah. you fucked up in the head? Like, <laughs> like, do you have depression? I've heard your music, and I think you might. Yeah. Uh, I've just I've psycho psychoanalyzed all your lyrics. Uh, like I've seen your interviews. Like. <laughs> Please don't speak to me. So I just remember afterwards, just feeling that was refreshing. I've been speaking to someone like, yeah. I'm try and get them like, yeah. interview me. Yeah. Interview me, interview yeah. them. Alright, alright, cool, man. Yeah, and like, yeah, you're kind of like, like, what episodes was like, in the, is it like, come up to 50 now? Yeah, we're 15, 15. Okay, yeah. I think like, what you do as well, I think, for listeners listening to that, is that you go, actually, you sometimes you go down south, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, or Glasgow to interview people as well. Yeah. And that kind of like, I think you're saying, sometimes it works out well. And then sometimes last minute, some people obviously, oh no, sorry, I can't make it. And then I guess for me, I can like, I think one point I'd like to kind of do that as well. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, I'm probably a bit too lazy. <laughs> and then yeah. like, you know, so I think that's kind of like a really good thing that you're actually doing because actually getting, getting the word out more about your podcast and what you're mm-hmm. doing and stuff. I've always liked traveling. Like, right. I used to tour with my friends' bands and stuff. Like, I wasn't really doing anything on yeah. the tour. I just, just kind of hanging out on that. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it did develop into, like, I was studying sound and stuff anyway, so right. it did develop into, like, tech work and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but a lot of the time, like, you go to venues and they've got a sound engineer and they don't right. want some fucking mink from Scotland coming up and doing sound in their venue with all this expensive equipment. So I end up just, like, helping carry amps and stuff. Like, right. But I always like that, like, sort of, I'm bad at holidays. Oh, yeah. This might sound weird, but I'm bad at holidays. I yeah. get really anxious. Yeah. Uh, I find it difficult to know how to enjoy myself sensibly. So oh, okay. I maybe drink too much, yeah. or I worry about how much I'm drinking, mm-hmm. or I worry about how much I'm eating, or I'm eating the right things. Yeah. I, I like honestly find it so hard to just shut off, oh, eat shit, yeah. drink just as much as I want, yeah. and just enjoy. It. I, like, yeah. I honestly can't. I just like worry about things mm-hmm. so much, like mm-hmm. to the smallest little thing, that I find it hard to shut off. But if I go away with something to do, so like going away with my friend's band or to record podcasts and stuff, I don't know, I may well go and experience these places, but because I've got something to do, I've got something to think about and focus on, so I get to experience these things and enjoy myself and have cool. a fucking like whirlwind yeah. uh, and I get to see somewhere new. Okay. Or like Glasgow, I just like, I say, I love, yeah. like, I love going to Glasgow. All right. So yeah, I'm there all the fucking time. Yeah. Essentially. I know like you've kind of. I know, like, I follow you obviously on social media and stuff yeah. like that as well. I know you kind of, um, kind of hinted and talked about when you went away, and it was like something that kind of happened. They said that was the kind of big thing for you to kind of been like with your mental health and you're saying, well, this is kind of like, um, if you don't mind speaking about no, it, yeah, about, um, like, I think it's kind of like what you kind of hinted at, saying, well, this is what happened when I was away. And, and I think it kind of led to like a lot of different things happening. So when I was in Leeds? Yeah, Leeds, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird one. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, sort of Leeds on where I was sitting there. Um, the Leeds thing, I sort of like, put loads and loads of pressure on this mm. holiday. I had a bad time with my girlfriend and stuff. Mm. Anyway, all my own doing, just being like a fucking self hole essentially. Uh, and I just put, like, we, we needed a break, we needed mm. to get away. 
my aunt stays in Leeds. I've moved oh. down there my whole life. Oh, okay. Just, it's like, yeah, I suppose Glasgow's my second home now. So yeah. maybe like a third home oh, in Leeds. Hey. I just love to say, is yeah. it, have you been to Leeds? No, I haven't. No, I haven't no, no, it's no, like no. proper old-fashioned sort of city. It's oh. like beautiful. Like all the buildings are really... Yeah. So just like it's a nice place yeah. visually and there's loads to do oh. my auntie doesn't have any kids so she like likes to spoil her nephews oh, right, so uh, you can go down there so yeah, yeah. you can go down there and you get to treat like a fucking king <laughs> and it's just the best like, I was going to see Adam Strap oh, yeah. I spoke to him yeah. off it as we were saying uh, and Adam Strap like my favourite band mm-hmm. I never ever thought it was thin live because they split up and then they reformed mm-hmm. uh, I was getting like a Smith tattoo on the back of my neck that yeah. I wanted for like the best part of five years but oh, I never yeah. had the guts to book like I knew who I wanted to do it and all yeah. this sort of stuff but I could never book it yeah. I was getting a Louis Theroux tattoo which mm. was going to be funny right. uh, and I just had all this stuff planned and yeah. I honestly put so much pressure on it and mm. then I got to Leeds and I pissed the first night my auntie and uncle and that was it right. and like, it was just like my mind was just like fizzing like yeah. I had anxiety before but nothing like it right, that kind of heightened level yeah, yeah it was like, just mental yeah. and it was honestly surreal because I was able to enjoy all the things I had planned like I went and got a tattoo I had a man uncle but just it was just like I don't know it's just something like that almost like behind the scenes like and a couple of times I had to say to like my girlfriend Fiona just yeah. like like what the fuck's going on she was just like I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with dogs right. And she was just sorry. Like, all right. Yeah. But then she was probably confused for her as well because, mm. like I say, I was enjoying all this stuff. Yeah. So she probably saw me being like enjoying it, and yeah, all these nice meals and yeah. drinking beers and having a good time mm. and that and having a laugh. And then she was within like twenty minutes, I'd be like, "Fuck! Like, do those cams you can get in boots? Do they work? Like, because yeah, I need to fucking stand and like right. bring me down." Yeah. But it was just a really weird time and through what had gone on before I can't really talk too much about it because it's yeah. not fair on a lot of people but yeah. a lot of my friends had gone a lot mm. fucked off of me there was a lot of emotional labour there that mm. I put on them and it was hard for them to deal with because mm. essentially I was just being a fucking arsehole to everyone oh. I was behaving in a lot of like ways that no one could understand mm-hmm. even myself uh, and everyone's like why are you doing this and I had yeah. no answers for anyone Yeah. Like, and people were just like and I was expecting everyone to be there for me and yeah. I got to the point where everyone was just like well fuck you man like, if you can't explain yourself to any of us and you're just consistently like being a bit of a dick yeah, like, yeah. it just I think people will watch me hurt myself right. and then me being like can you help me and then like, what do you do this to yourself yeah. and I think that is like a mental health thing mm-hmm. uh, I think you sometimes behave which you don't understand mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason um, but it's hard I think it's hard to watch anyone I think I find yeah, it hard yeah, to watch yeah. my friends in fact I say I find I've seen people do it yeah, it's hard yeah, yeah. Uh, to oh, see themselves yeah. over and then reach out for help and like I say it was a short period of time I don't something I've done loads of my life yeah. it was a short period of time but it was very, like, it was like every fucking day do you know what I mean like, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, I think yeah. I've, I've, I've read poetry now, mm. but it's all my life and I remember writing something at the time where it was like I can't remember the exact words but the theme of it was just like what's he going to do next it was almost written from my friend's perspective because like, mm. it was just getting to this point where I just like what's he going to wake up and do tomorrow do you know yeah, know? yeah 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 uh, yeah, it was quite a bloody, right. horrible time. But it seems like obviously you come through the other end of that now, and it's kind of like really, very much being self-aware. Yeah, well, that was that was what about. Changed, thought, yeah. I became self-aware. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that was a probably the end of a time in my life where there was a big cycle of do stuff I wasn't proud of mm-hmm. feel guilty about it do more stuff yeah. uh, which is so it's kind of, kind of, kind of a cycle isn't it or just, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, then 
I interviewed Molly McLachlan, who's been on the podcast a few times. Okay. Uh, and she was like, have you heard of BPD? Mm-hmm. And embarrassingly, I couldn't say I had uh, for someone doing a mental health mm-hmm. podcast. And that's called uh, it's Borderline Personality Disorder. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it sounds like you've got right. a lot of uh, yeah. BPD stuff. And then yeah. I read BP, the BPD on like Wikipedia or mm-hmm. online, and it was also like reading about my own fucking life. Oh, okay, right. I've never been diagnosed with it, but yeah. this time I was already on medication for anxiety yeah. and depression anyway. Uh, I didn't want to go to the doll's office, but I kicked mm-hmm. down the door and like, I have borderline personality <laughs> Why didn't you spot it? <laughs> uh, but like, for all intents and purposes, whether or not I have a diagnosable condition with borderline personality disorder, I read the thing on Wikipedia mm-hmm. and like it was honestly like listening to the Beach Boys for the first time. Like it resonated with me so okay. deeply right. that uh, you know whether I have it or not in any sort of clinical sense mm-hmm. is irrelevant. Really, like yeah. as I was able to read and see that these cycles, the things I've been doing, were something that is diagnosed with a condition, and yeah. that, made, that sort of removed it from me in a sense that I, although like I'm somewhat proud of all the things I've done mm-hmm. in that sort of period, yeah. I was able to remove a bit for myself and mm-hmm. sort of understand a bit more why I've done it yeah. uh, and that was sort of helpful for me and that's what made me more self-aware was I realised yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. you know it's a condition like I suppose mm-hmm. it's like almost like having like alcoholism or something like yeah it's an addiction yeah. so you realise there's a reason you're drawn to these things mm-hmm. rather than it just being that you're, you're total fucked up yeah I mean? yeah no, and obviously it sounds like, you know, thanks for sharing that as well. No, that's um, But um, obviously kind of like, like I said before, like you kind of just went through the other end of it and then being that kind of, that kind of being self-aware, I think it's kind of a really good thing to get to because I think some people, and I've seen that within like my own family or friends as well in like London, actually mm-hmm. how some people don't really get in tune of being self-aware yeah. and it's kind of just being like, oh, that person's a dick or that person's a, like a fucking idiot. But then you kind of, when older you get, you recognise, oh no, that's definitely a mental health condition there, because like, yeah. no one can consistently be doing this stuff, you know, like, where it's kind of self-destructive, and just being selfish, and, you know, pushing people away, being assholes, no one's doing that because they want to do that, you know, it's yeah. not like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, I think it's as well, we, we did the, um, the Mood Swings, um, the live podcast the thing, yeah, the fourth one. And it was kind of good. I haven't watched Phil for a long time, and it's kind of seen that like the um, the guy um, James McAvoy played the police officer, mm-hmm. and almost kind of like all these things he was doing. Like you know, I mean, I think when you guys are yeah. speaking during the, mm-hmm. during the recording, it's kind of like it's very much he knows at some part of him that oh, what like I'm just fucking up stuff. Yeah. And, but it's also kind of like that self destruct button was just kind of like with like fully pressed down and stuff. You know, for yeah. like that character as well. But um, I think you know. That was, was that the second live movie one you did now? No, it's the first, oh, first live one, movie one. Was okay. The second, yeah, first live movie one was yeah. the second movie one. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You did all these like little yeah. avenues. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I thought that was very good, and I think the way that face is all kind of done up as well. It was really cool. Yeah, that really was good to film. Joel, like, yeah, Yeah. I just that isn't something I have. But I kind of gather that um, that you're kind of 
would you would be in touch with like the kind of creative community in Aberdeen as well to some degree yeah still like you know yeah and that, and how have you found that like interviewing local artists or any kind of creative people and stuff like that have you how have you found has there been like any kind of feedback from the um, out the northeast kind of creative community about your podcast uh yeah right. I mean I got a lot of messages and yeah. met a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, I was sort of like I've not seen anyway before yeah, like, yeah. the podcast I used to be in bands and yeah like, always been live music and stuff and yeah it's just it's been really supportive yeah um yeah i don't i don't really know what to say no that's cool yeah yeah. it's a thing that just builds naturally so it's not like you feel the sort of overwhelming (laughs) rush of people coming forward yeah Yeah, like i've definitely had um connections to create community Mm -hmm. i mean but i've had it with that with glasgow as well because i've done it all the time yeah uh scotland's not really that big a place so i think it's been a a cross-country but in Aberdeen, I think, especially the live events have been good for that, kind mm-hmm. of people coming and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, I think the, like, the Portland community, sort of, like, the spoken word community would be a better yeah. face for it. They've been really good, because um, I've done a lot of live stuff with, with that, in that sort of crowd. Okay. And I met a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, and so that's who, like, that's based the foundations for a lot of my podcasts and a lot of... Oh, actually like, get a guest on, yeah. Yeah, right, and a lot cool. of my, like, friendships now, like... Yeah are people that I met through the spoken word side of the community right. and then but then saying that like the likes of Joe and stuff as well and mm-hmm. that all through the podcast and this yeah. is her flat like this is her old flat oh yeah this, yeah, this yeah, yeah we're, we're saying we're yeah. like, living is through <laughs> someone I met through the podcast oh, yeah. so like yeah, for me, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of just works out well, and I think as well because, like, you know, Aberdeen is a small place. You say, you go places, you start recognizing people. Like, yeah, I know you before. Oh, have you met that person? Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I think that's kind of like you know. So the more I guess in the interview, the more and podcast you do, the more kind of like you know, even like people start re- you know recognizing you and knowing what you're doing as well. Yeah. You know, I think obviously what you do is a very positive thing as well. Mm-hmm. I think especially I think um even like you know my job and I've seen people actually like professionals working in social services or working for any kind of like kind of like child protection kind of services that like they do it does get a lot of, it does get stressful and stuff and some yeah. people kind of make that joke about the secret garden because that someone just disappears and goes away yeah, for yeah. a bit and we're not talking about okay like it's an, oh, you know it's like, it always goes back to oh they were really shit at their job because they didn't they let this slip and stuff and well you think about the kind of pressure that they're under as well, you know. The whole, whole world's in pressure. And like, yeah. this is the thing I try to remember all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my job, yeah. people are constantly saying, like, the next person up's a dick, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a dick sometimes. <laughs> I'm a dick to people I work with as long as I have to be, do you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. I always just think, like, you just like, try to remember. It kind of goes back to what we're saying about the media as mm-hmm. well. Like, this person is an individual. Like, they probably, unless they're a spineless, like, horrible bastard, mm. they probably don't want to fuck you over. Yeah. There's probably someone else, and I always just blame the Tories, I don't know why. I always <laughs> just think, I just fucking say, uh, just blame the fucking Tories, <laughs> the, top, the top of the pile is them, like, yeah, especially yeah. the women I is probably the Tories that are fucking everything up. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, my job's getting shit, and I'm just like, yeah. Tories, yeah. It's because of, like, austerity cuts, and, like, things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not because... The guy that works in HMV wants to fucking cut your hours. Do you know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah. He probably doesn't care. Like, yeah. Or well, he probably does care about yeah. the other sex. Yeah. Like, I think people get quite easily will jump quite into blaming the first person to see. 
Oh yeah, it's easier because then because I think the people at that kind of higher level, like like within government, because it yeah. doesn't seem accessible. No, you know, it doesn't seem like oh, I can really kind of reach or make an impact for them to listen to me. Yeah. So maybe you know. it's because I don't like conflict. So maybe like, okay, <laughs> it's easier for me to blame someone I can't actually get because uh, I don't like conflict. Yeah. So maybe I'm just like just blame someone like yeah. Whereas most people probably want to be able to have, say their their piece and be able. Uh, yeah. Able to have a fucking go somewhere, whereas yeah. I'd rather just like hide the box or something like. You know, I think like I think you know I'm I like to think I'm working on like this peaceful person, I think to like this harmony, yeah. like love everyone and all that kind of stuff. And but then I think like there are those kind of bits as well when someone's like for me like you know seeing people and they're struggling, someone's like oh that person's fucked up, they didn't do this and didn't do that. I thinking like well do you not do you not know you don't know what's going on in their personal life and all that kind of stuff yeah. I think it's actually having that kind of understanding it's hard though it is yeah. hard to take a step back yeah. and I, I found it hard recently because I came off antidepressants and oh. stuff after 8 months oh. uh, I came off a 2 weeks ago mm-hmm. um, or maybe 3 now mm. and I have found it hard yeah. I'm quicker at anger than I used to than oh. I was on them yeah. uh, I used to have anger management problems when I was a kid. That was mm-hmm. in the first therapy I ever had. Right. Well, that, you know, maybe the only therapy I ever had mm-hmm. was for anger management. Mm-hmm. Just used to tan folk at school for no fucking reason. Oh, just yeah. used to smack folk. Oh, uh, so, like, yeah, that was a long time ago. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> still, but, yeah, I found myself quicker at anger and stuff. Yeah. And uh, very, I'm a more cynical person since I came off antidepressants. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's hard, it is hard to take a step back and realise everyone's their own things yeah, 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 and I think yeah. that's something I've become a lot better at but mm-hmm. as I say I found myself getting drawn in quicker yeah I with antidepressants oh, yeah. and I think for me just now I need to just to rebalance to get back to that place yeah without medication and being able to like, make the TV screen a bit wider yeah fucking yeah. punch it do you know what I mean like, yeah yeah no, cause I know people that kind of like you know taking anti like depressants and they said like when they first started using them so like and they felt like you know one friend was saying it's like feeling present but not present yeah as far as obviously it's done like a bit of a chemical kind of reaction going on in the body yeah. so it's kind of like but then they get to a point where it's kind of like oh, okay I'm okay but I don't know people that kind of stopped and started and it has that's kind of impacted on them and stuff like that but it's almost kind of like that kind of like obviously kind of, that kind of self-aware thing saying well no I feel like I'm ready and you know it's that kind of clear mm-hmm. kind of having that clear kind of um, also having that clear picture also having a kind of a backup plan as well like if I am struggling, this is what I know what to do, and having like points of contact with people to con- like speak to, and yeah. you know, I guess for you, I guess you kind of got that stuff kind of almost kind of originally sorted out as well for yourself, like kind of like maybe an internal kind of conversation. You know, okay, I'm feeling a bit of shit this day or this or one hour a day, but yeah. I know this is just kind of like a little bit of a phase of this kind of coming off the meds, and that. I'm good at reflecting afterwards. Yeah. It was one day last week, and I swear to God, I thought I was probably going to kill myself. Mm. Uh, it lasted like 20 minutes, honestly. Oh, yeah. but the, maybe, maybe about an hour. But honestly, during that hour, like, I was suicidal. Like, yeah, I'll admit it just now. Yeah. I was heavily suicidal. I was mm-hmm. at work. Uh, and, like, I was honestly, like, ready to chop myself off fucking bitch. It lasted oh, yeah. an hour, do you know what I mean? And then as soon as I came out of it, mm-hmm. I was looking back on it, like, whoa, like, that was just a phase. Like, yeah. you were, like, really were, like, ready. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not, like, I was suicidal in my mind. I wasn't like actively seeking. Yeah, it's just that kind of just that, you know, that short space of that yeah. really dark kind of fucking place. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, it was like in my head. I was just like, yeah, it's hard to explain. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have actively killed myself, but in my mind, it was just like I'm done with everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I came out of it, and it was quite. This is like I think it was all part of a problem with the meds. Well, mm. it was such a stark contrast, and I was like, fuck, like that was like heavy, and like now yeah. you feel fine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like. 
and it just took my mind, it, all it took to get out of that was my mind just clicked off the, onto something else oh. that I thought about, and I like, uh, and then I just started thinking about other stuff. Cool. And it wasn't cool. like I thought, made a decision, I'm going to be happy now. I yeah. started thinking about. Uh, it's just that kind of natural shift. Or, yeah, yeah, I started yeah. thinking about my, uh, my time. Alright. Like, so that's yeah. like, an excellent like, sport that I do. Yeah. I just started thinking about like a technical aspect of that. Right. Not, I didn't like purposefully think about it that. Just but I just wondered. Right. And then started thinking about that, and then started thinking about other stuff. And mm-hmm. then like, before I knew it, I was like, clicked back. I was like, but basically, we were thinking about like, yeah, is anything worth anything? You know what I mean? And um, I think that's why things like people talk about uh, CBT so mm-hmm. and stuff like that that changes your your thought process. And cognitive behavior therapy. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think things like that are really important. Yeah. People follow me, but I don't really do it because oh, yeah. I find it really hard to tap into. But okay. if you're able to do that, I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. Because thought processes really is quite important, I think. Right. Like I say, I was ready, like, not ready to kill myself, but I was like super like, in a dark place, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just took that tiny little switch uh, of thinking about someone else to take mm-hmm. me back to like being a nice guy yeah. to work, where I can be like, hey, like, <laughs> like yeah. oh, someone's fucking speed over the toilet. That's okay, let's get up. Like, <laughs> like, if you caught me an hour before, I would be like, that was me sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then, like, there was nothing going on out with, yeah. it was really affecting those things, all internal, and uh, that's the point where I'm still learning, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. still a learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been going through things for 20 years, and right. I've spoken to lots of other people about yeah. that. And I'm still learning. A lot about it. Yeah, I think this is the kind of thing, isn't it? Isn't I think like even for, like you know for me myself, I can, like I can never say like I definitely know everything about everything because I know I never will. Yeah. You know everything's still kind of like learning process. So I know what kind of makes me get on the street, what kind of the, the pressures for me are, and the, yeah. the bits of stress and like you know anxiety and stuff. And I know when I got into kind of like a good place or actually known. When I'm feeling a bit stressed, how to kind of be like, okay, this is what you do, like the routine. I think I'm probably, probably like more routine structured a bit. Yeah. I'm managing my kind of stress and stuff like that. I always have like my headphones and music and it's kind of zoning out, I need to do that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like my thing. Um, but yeah, um, one thing I want to kind of ask you as well is like, so in terms of your podcast, what's like the future kind of plans? I know you've done some live shows and like the movie clubs. What else you kind of got on the cards? Yeah. Uh, I've got yeah, 10 ideas a day right. uh, who knows which ones will stick but uh, the one we did at Spin mm-hmm. uh, I really liked how that was done out with the, like you said about the, the, the way it was set out yeah. sort of, I really liked that and yeah. I really wanted to collaborate more with Joe and Curtis Day mm-hmm. and do more stuff like that the movie one was sort of difficult because it's hard to show a film anywhere out with your flat yeah. um, and I really wanted that to be part that of it's like licensing kind of thing yeah right? it's right. all boring licensing yeah, yeah. I looked heavily in it to see if there was any sort of loophole. Yeah, there's not. Uh, we, weren't, we weren't charging for it. Yeah. Uh, it was going to be a private screening mm-hmm. in terms of you would, the way we watched it originally was going to be like in, not yeah. invite only, but you had to like say you were coming. Yeah, yeah. So we did like, we did all that sort of avenues to see yeah. if there was a way you could do it without it being mm. illegal, and it wasn't. Right. Like, there isn't. If you've shown it in any sort of public space, Jeez. whether you're charging, whether it builds a private screen, it was out with home use. It's right. seen as a public screening and okay. it's illegal. Uh, and you can be charged mostly for somewhere like the anatomy rooms. Yeah. It's just not viable to put themselves in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I respect that totally. Um, so the movie one, I think it still did work, but mm-hmm. also ideally we would have liked to film the film. Yeah. Uh, so maybe more like, I really want to do music ones, like music's right. like my first yeah. very sort of creative love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really in where it's like, it's like my big thing. So yeah. I'd love to do like themed ones about artists with 
who've got like I mean there's certain bands and stuff that have strong mental health themes with their music yeah. so like like Nirvana yeah I think it's intrinsic with like oh yeah definitely Kurt Cobain like, and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. for me is a big one uh, Joy Division yeah so I'd like to do nights with that uh, like themed around an artist on a, mm-hmm. an artist's album or something and do it out like who did with the film yeah you know yeah. have like it all with like stuff up on the walls and like visuals and like little props and stuff yeah that'd be cool then more stuff like that and yeah. just have guests up who are passionate about the artist yeah. talk about you know because everyone's got their own connections to lyrics and stuff yeah and I have it as a bit of an open forum yeah. at the end have people come up and speak yeah so like, in terms of live ones that's the sort of avenue I'm quite interested in going right. down I want to do more just normal sort of live ones as well but mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know. They're, yeah. quite, they're a bit of a pain in the arse to organise. So. Yeah, because I, I was kind of thinking about doing like a live Create Me podcast at one point. I keep talking myself out of it. Maybe because out of my kind of. I'll be distressed and shitting myself about yeah, yeah. doing that and don't. Probably thinking like, don't fuck up, you know, kind of things. And yeah. But no, I think I'd probably like like to kind of go down that point, probably sometime later in the year or in the new year or something like that. But probably would tap you for some information. Yeah. But how, like. I see you know, it's a pain Yeah. Stuff really it's just I don't know is it, cash writing for me is yeah. for, for the ones that spent that I've done mm-hmm. also I had to make a certain amount of money to cover my costs yeah. and for the venue to kick us back they had to make money so I had to be yeah. certain uh, busyness and that's really boring so I just said like a total rollback I needed the money yeah. I, did, I had to make money for it to be viable yeah. uh, so that put a lot of pressure on me so I was pretty stressed about it mm-hmm. and in the end I think that's what made them good was because I promoted them the fuck and did, did everything I could mm-hmm. And they want it to spin, uh, they want to spin, they want it in that room. Yeah. They don't have to make any money, it's a free event. Yeah. It's all been done for free, you don't have to pay anyone. Mm. I wasn't willing to make money out of it myself. Mm. And I could win the opposite way, I was really lazy with it. Mm. So, yeah, but I enjoyed it so much more because yeah. like, there was no pressure. Like, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it was just like a more like just recording a podcast mm-hmm. in a room with friends and there being a bit of an audience yeah. than it was about it being a live event. And I liked that more, yeah. I don't know why, like, in terms of. Uh, sitting there and talking, I was well, 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 well uh, on edge. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. And that room, so like, it just was nicer. Just because we're kind of sitting down with like uh, an audience of people that you kind of know and you can't talk yeah. with, and just kind of, oh, we're having a chat about this really kind of interesting film and stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to get um, spin, it'd be mm-hmm. nice, but like, like last one had Alan Hubbard coming up from Glasgow and stuff, and he, you know. He agreed to do it for a fee that mm-hmm. was a lot less than normal charge because it's something right. he's passionate about. Yeah. And um, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. He said he played music, which wasn't something I asked him to do, but oh, I think that nice. brought a lot more people. Yeah. And um, but you know I had that pressure of the fact that he was coming up from Glasgow to do it, and you know I wanted him to have a good night. Mm-hmm. I was aware that he wasn't making a massive amount of money yeah. out of it, and um, but he agreed to do it. And then of course yeah. I had all the other pressures of like the sound work. Doing, being right, and mm. um, you know, people coming, and just everything like the tea, like you know, I got like my friend on the door yeah. and selling merch, and they're like, they come through being like the cat, we forgot any change, and I was like, fuck, I should have sold that cash, yeah. and then like, yeah. you know, it's all like, it's it's tough, cause, yeah. but because I've not really got a budget, I end up doing everything myself, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Stress, and then I've got to perform, yeah, I mean, so why well, not perform, but like, yeah, go and like actually, yeah, yeah, so so right, like, like, yeah, 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 everyone's looking at me for everything, and that is tough, yeah, uh, but I do love it, and like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not complaining about it, like, <laughs> it's been amazing, and like, yeah. it's, it's we've had two great nights of spin, and I'll, I'll do more, and I'll put oh, myself nice back in that position, awesome, man, uh, but I think 
in the future I need to try and find a way to yeah. maybe put a bit of pressure off myself yeah yeah so maybe I need to find a way to raise money to do so I've got you know money in the bank to, to spend on things you yeah. know it's just about being working a bit smarter yeah other than live stuff for mood swings in the future I started that YouTube channel oh yeah I saw, I saw yeah. the first video man it's good we'll yeah. see where that goes I yeah. just kind of want to grow out now yeah. and just get more people on I, I yeah. don't I think in terms of the, the podcast itself, mm-hmm. there's not really too much need to change mm-hmm. uh, the dynamic of it. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, keep pushing on. Um, eventually, more sports people. That's oh, yeah. that, like, it's something I'm really interested in because yeah. I think it's an area that everyone knows that comedians have mental mm-hmm. health issues. Everyone knows that musicians have mental health yeah. issues. People don't often know about other walks of life. So, well, football definitely. I think there's yeah. a big kind of almost kind of like the shame thing there is, is not being spoken about um, you know especially like that bit came about is this year about the kind of like a lot of the guys um, being probably like you know abused by the football coach I think he was at Tottenham I can't remember the guy's name uh, and yeah, yeah. I think it was a guy who used to play for Newcastle so that he was kind of coached under him and the guy um, I think he hung himself I want to say I want to say Gary Speed, but I'm probably wrong. So apologies for listeners like can correct me about that. But <laughs> like, um, yeah, I think he, he committed suicide, and they thought like no no one knew why. Yeah, and they thought like that's probably yeah. because of this, this football coach you now and stuff like that. So I think stuff like that, especially like you know, um, there's Justin Fashionu, John Fashionu's brother, who mm-hmm. played for Wimbledon, yeah. and then obviously he was gay, and then that kind of bit of actually not being able to actually right, come yeah. out and stuff so I think if we thought we're absolutely man you know yeah, it's, that, yeah. it's just about getting uh, get people on yeah if about this like pure speculation but I'll yeah. tell you that offline yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah I just want to try and get in touch with mm. more more people uh, of all walks of life like, yeah. do you want to put something quite funny that mm. I, like, people probably wouldn't expect me to say yeah. I'd really love to do someone from like Master Chef or like right. uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare right. or like The Apprentice or something yeah. like that like those like high pressure shows because yeah. I think it'd be interesting because they're total high pressure and I mm-hmm. think The Apprentice is like The Apprentice is my favourite show ever man. Well, not yeah my show. wife loved that show I, I, it's, I, I used to like it in the beginning but now I think everyone that comes on just wants that kind of media exposure yeah but that's not like, like, <laughs> I just love taking like you just gotta know that yeah. like, but I think like it's so funny because these people are like, also like business professional yeah like, and then they made the stupidest mistakes. And when we <laughs> watching that, I just think it's because they're under pressure. Like, yeah, I mean, and they're yeah. just like all trying to out each other. So I just love to have someone from like that show on or something. Yeah, like, what's actually like, and they'd be like, it's hellish. Like, yeah, like, I saw myself doing all these stupid things. Yeah, under pressure. And yeah. I think it'd be really interesting because I think as much as it's good to talk about anxiety and depression yeah. and stuff, sometimes it's good just to have chats about high pressure situations. Where oh yeah, and how you kind of navigate your way through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just snap and stuff. And yeah, Cause I think this is it. It's almost kind of like I don't know. Um, I don't know, I'm sure I was there, you know how the show's kind of, I would say orchestrated and some people say produced, but I think how it's probably orchestrated is it's like, okay, everyone's in competition with each other and everyone wants to fuck each other over kind yeah. of thing, you know, so even it's like, but then it's kind of, it's always kind of funny when they're in a the boardroom and then they find out which one's won and all that like high-fiving each other, uh, but then on their, on their tasks, before they get in the boardroom, they're all kind of like, oh, why is that person doing that fucking thing? They're, they're almost like they're getting their stories ready, you know, for that boardroom yeah. to kind of be like, you know, fuck someone up a bit. I find it entertaining still, but I haven't, I haven't watched it for like a long time. But that's what I kind of remember. Yeah, those kind of shows. Like, that. I don't know if you watch Come Down with Me. Like, that thing. Yeah, so yeah, when you do, yeah. Like when they, they audition you for that, and they, oh, like, they audition personality types to clash. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, they yeah. Get someone in that has yeah. opposite opposing views. Yeah, 
They get vegetarians in and then someone that fucking absolutely loves a meal, a meal, killing yeah. deers with yeah. axes, fucking yeah. like seven to heaven and putting yeah. together into what I mean. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. Like they, it's to make good TV. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's just, it's just kind of reflective of the times we're in ever since the kind of like something like Big Brother started on Channel 4 and realising, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. You can put strangers in a room and all different completely personality types and kind of like do this and do that. It's kind of like looking look at that kind of like lab rats kind of situation. What happens when you introduce this or yeah, put yeah. someone else in charge, you know, and it's stuff so like that. It's so cheap to make. Yeah, 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 yeah. And easy to make, but yeah. really think about anything. You just yeah. keep people in a room and set a camera up. And yeah. Like, as you say, chucking different factors and yeah. see what they do. And like, yeah. Itself, and, it? I, and I guess I think that kind of what like I used to kind of this from when I was younger I was kind of watch Big Brother like you know because it was kind of like from the first series you know how kind of like entertaining it was well, obviously now I can look back at it now so of course it wasn't entertaining it's because about that manipulation but it's almost kind of like what they kind of like informally what you saw was a knock on effect of actually people going on there for fame and yeah. going to the paper and like for the red label papers selling a story and stuff like that and yeah. kind of like going to like random like film premieres and just kind of like getting almost getting caught up in that thing whatever web celebrity is yeah and you're gonna see they're doing all these magazine shoots and all these kind of things and I mean some people probably would be quite hopefully like kind of switched on to it and like this isn't gonna last forever so if I want to get something house like, if I want to get a house of money for like you know a mortgage I want to fucking write this out and then just dis- disappear yeah, yeah but it seems like nowadays people kind of like need to be famous and stuff like that you know they want that celebrity status and well, everyone wants attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants attention. And I think people want... I think now attention is seen as not just the love of your friends and family. Mm-hmm. It's seen as having to be adored by people that you don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's something like... You can't sit here... I can't sit here and uh, honestly say that it's not something that I've like, wanted. Like, mm-hmm. I used to... I grew up wanting to be a fucking rock star. I wanted yeah. to go to bed yeah. my whole life because I wanted to have... I want to make music that mm-hmm. made millions of people feel something. Mm-hmm. I do a podcast now because I want to connect with people, and yeah. I have, and I get obsessed with how many people follow me on Instagram. <laughs> it's a thing that I think maybe not everyone feels it, but I feel yeah. it's intrinsic for most humans as they want. I think I think everyone who's on you know um, kind of engaging with like you know social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even like you know like myself and we were saying you do yeah. kind of think oh someone's following me today you get yeah. kind of like a burst of excited, excitement or being excited it's like oh that's really cool or somebody messaged you and says oh we like what you're doing and you're thinking oh, okay that's cool but I'm always kind of having that kind of not like an internal battle but kind of thinking like oh I don't know how I feel about the more popular this podcast gets about yeah. <laughs> you know kind of just kind of like how am I going to kind of manage when people's coming up to me and that because I'm very kind of someone with like personal space I'm kind of like I don't know someone someone's just coming up to me and like oh how's it going it's like oh, I'm a bit like oh you know yeah, I can go through a festival to tell me you listen to the podcast and I thought he was a bit starving I fucking like squid my shoulders up I was ready to fucking like <laughs> you know, fuck the fire away yeah. fucking tired but uh, he was like oh listen to your podcast uh, like, whew, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like I'm not yeah. going to get attacked yeah and then uh, someone like, came up with the gym once and yeah. said they followed me on Instagram you know what yeah. I mean like it was like the opposite to what I get the feeling I get when someone Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. I would get like, ooh. Yeah. And so I get the gym. I was like, oh, follow your Instagram. I was just like, ashamed. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to say all that shit that I post. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the complete opposite when I was confronted with it in real life. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, so, oh, yeah. Like, he's seen everything. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. It's strangest. Honestly, I don't think we're close to understanding, or I'm not close to understanding how it works. 
Oh no, I don't think I, I I could never really kind of understand or kind of like I think it's like it's like a mixed kind of bag if, if I can ever explain it. It's just kind of like different kind of feelings for me and emotions about it all. Yeah. But I'm not a person that would like. It's actually um, it was Adam and Cameron did their like did their episode earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. And it was Adam Adam's gone like oh you don't ever put any pictures up oh you need to get like put yourself. Yeah, but like, Adam's like a creep. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Yeah, fuck Adam. He knows. Uh, he, he's like he will like research just like how Facebook marketing and all that works. Oh, okay. Like, still, I say a creep. He's just, yeah. I'm just jealous of how intelligent he is about yeah. the way he uses social media. Yeah. Because I think for, I mean Adam's like total serial killer. Like he <laughs> is cold. I feel like he's not, but uh, <laughs> but he doesn't just post pictures of his tea uh, with a certain hashtag. Yeah. He uses it as a marketing tool. The way it's if you want to use it for that, it can be used that yeah, way. Yeah. If you just tap into that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Whereas I haven't. I just share it myself and hope that I come across in a certain way. Yeah. And that people find me kind of funny and yeah. but also quite honest. Yeah. So what I'm essentially going yeah, for yeah, is yeah, yeah. funny and honest mm. and interesting, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas Adam is trying to sell sorry Adam for ruining it, but Adam <laughs> is trying to sell the brand of ten feet tall feet and dragon. And, and so it's kind of and that's because yeah. but I think what they're doing is more of a a brand than what yeah. Mood Strength is yeah. Mood Strength is essentially me so yeah. that's why it's different okay cool but yeah you were to say something like that and I just cut you off so. no I can't remember now that's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know I couldn't remember what I was going to say but no um, I think um, like for what you're doing definitely like you know much respect and you know commend you for doing that as well because I think you're beginning about a conversation that you know that definitely needs to kind of be had you know but, do you know what like, it's just because it's a conversation mm. I've not had for 15 years oh okay that's so all it is. it's yeah, just because yeah. I've always been ready to talk about mental health yeah. I just didn't think anyone else was yeah. it turns out they were you know what yeah. I mean so like for me it was just I mean like I did a whole like I did, I've done a few live spots and stuff mm-hmm. where I've done like five minute bits at like yeah. poetry nights and stand up nights and stuff and I've talked about mental health there yeah. and I did a bit about how like been trying to speak about mental like people mm-hmm. ask me like why am I speaking about mental health? Yeah. I thought I did like a little bit about like, I've been trying to speak about mental health my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. back, everything I've ever done is creative. Uh, like, all the creative stuff, like the poetry I wrote when I was a kid and all yeah. like, the bands I've been in, it's all been, everything I've written has been yeah. about mental health. Yeah. I mean, like, essentially, it's all been about that expression of like, mm-hmm. the darkest sort of times. And uh, the difference between these things was that I just decided just to do it head on. Yeah. Not have a facade yeah. in front of it, I don't know, whether it be music or poetry or yeah. whatever. Uh, just to have it mm-hmm. as unscripted conversation yeah. rather than uh, an art form to be consumed yeah I think for, yeah I think you start getting used to kind of doing that because before I kind of do like research and stuff and I still do that but then I used to have like little talking point notes a bit when yeah. I first started and now I've kind of done away with them by this natural yeah. kind of bit of transition mm-hmm. and stuff but like in terms of like podcasts and Aberdeen, I remember speaking to you about this a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking, there's definitely there's a lot in Aberdeen, which I'm kind of a bit disappointed about because I like there to be so much more. Yeah. You know, and I think like for you, obviously, you started last year, mm-hmm. didn't you? And I think like oh, I started last year, just like November. And it's kind of like I'd like to kind of be in a landscape where there actually are podcasters. I want to listen to what someone else's perspective about if it was Aberdeen based or something, you know, kind yeah. of. I'm going to be interested because like, something, something that I've never kind of thought of at all. and See if somebody kind of does something, you know. You can do podcasts like, for anything, like, and you can do yeah. it for free. So, like, yeah. I say, if anyone wants to do one, like, yeah, just, just go and do it. it. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah. Just, like, even if you've not got a budget to do it, like, yeah. it costs me money to do it. Like, yeah. Personally, it costs me money to yeah. do it. Uh, I make some money back, obviously, mm-hmm. off of like t shirts and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but if you've not got the money to invest in you know, paying for like a, what cost me money is paying mm. for the space online to share it, there's places you can do it for free. Yeah. Uh, and um, you can record it on your phone or your laptop. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah like, that's it, man. Yeah. It is, it, it's easy to do. Yeah. Like, you might not get the best quality or whatever, yeah. but like, well this is the this is the first one where I'm recording at somebody's house is the first one I've done oh, this right. now so obviously with, with this mic and you're right here man it's high ceiling and it's 80 yeah yeah no because I remember listening to one of the videos thinking that sounds that's not, that's not bad yeah. like, and it's my, me with my fucking stuff I'm just like why does it sound so shit but I got I got I got into this point now and to myself it's saying like I'm I see myself as rough around the edges I'm not like this clean cut I want to have this polished clean yeah. cut kind of podcast when I first started I turned off podcasts would be too clean yeah so yeah. Too I need to kind of hear like you know we can like now like we can hear buses on the road and I love that you know yeah. and that, you know, these little kind of sounds and stuff like that the thing came on was that was that um the Bluetooth I, know, I think it's like you know Alexa the Amazon yeah thing. yeah yeah so it's not maybe it does have Alexa yeah. I don't know I'm uh, too scared of <laughs> I've seen the Matrix too many times to engage with the robots, but yeah. um, I think that's me what that is. But yeah. I have no idea how it happened or yeah. what happened. I don't know whether when we were speaking, like, picking up yeah. Yeah, but I think you know because obviously, like you, the more established you're getting, I think you could get to a point like you know you went to a workshop you said in Glasgow, then yeah. maybe like you could actually do that for someone else who's kind of interested in doing that in Aberdeen. Because I think I've had I've had had messages from people on Instagram that said they're thinking of doing this or what kind of equipment do I use? And I kind of feel like you're speaking to the wrong person. <laughs> like you know, and I'm kind of honest about it. Saying look, you know, I can tell you what I kind of use and what's kind of working for me, but it's just like a hit and a miss thing still. You know? Yeah, I think you have to just yeah. In terms of equipment, there's loads out there. Yeah. I just, I just Google it. I just yeah. like, what's the best ones? Went to a workshop. Did yeah. I, did I buy the mic? I can't remember if I had the mic already when I went to the workshop. No, I don't think I did. I think I, think right. I just literally bought the one that she, yeah. that Helena said that she right. first used. And yeah. that was literally what I did. Like, All right. Like, you know, just go with yeah. what's the top search on Google right. that you can afford. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's going to work. Yeah. Turn it on, record. Yeah. Explore the audio. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, man, but no, thank you for coming on, man. The podcast right. as well. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. I cancelled last time. Oh, that's alright, man. It's no worries. Like, I think it's good to actually kind of get this kind of, obviously, just get it done as well, but also kind of take this mic out and actually see yeah. what it sounds like afterwards. So I apologise if this sounds shit. I apologise to you, but hopefully it won't. I don't think it will. Yeah. I think it'll be on me. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. But no, thanks, Nathan, for coming on. And everyone, make sure you check out Nathan's podcast, Mood Swings. I was on episode 40, 41. Yeah, I remembered. But he's got plenty of better, interesting episodes on there. But I don't know, I liked the one we did. Was yeah, it was a good chat, man. I thought we could have spoken like, for ages as yeah. well. But, you know, but no, hopefully we will do something again, man. That'd be cool. Yeah, sure cool. But yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast, and I'll catch up with you guys soon. All right, take care for now. Bye.